Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, that's not kind of Productions podcast. Dark Satellite Media. Cinema Salon. This is Gene Von Banyard, the Cinema Baron, putting Sin back into cinema. And I have my brother from another mother and skin color back with me today. Um, my man, introduce themselves, tell them who you are, where they can find you if you want to be followed, and um, what film are we looking at? Uh, this is Joel Pennington III, aka the South Jersey Shogun. Again, follow me on Facebook when I'm not on a band. Okay, Joel <laughs> Pennington III. That's about it at the moment. But today we will be discussing uh, I Saw the Devil, directed by crap. I forgot the guy's name. I feel terrible. <laughs> not a problem. Um, Kim. Uh, mm, Kim. Give me a second. Here we are. Kim G. Woon or G. Woon Kim, however you want to say it, depending on where you're from. Uh, but Kim G. Woon, we shall say for the purposes of this episode. And this is episode number four. Shout out to Joey the Violin, as always, uh, for doing the art and the music for the podcast. And definitely follow him up on Spotify if you're a fan of underground hip hop. He is about to drop an absolute banger with a guest feature you're not going to believe, but you better believe it. Yeah, <laughs> we'll just say that for now, definitely. Um, yeah, so Jim, uh, soft Jim, goddamn white person that I am. G. <laughs> Woon, G. Woon Kim as the director of I Saw the Devil 2010. Um, this is R18 adults only, this film, absolutely. Um, for whatever rating system, from wherever you are around the world, this one's definitely an adults only one. This is a yeah. brutal <laughs> film. This is a fucked up film, but I think it's quite genius. So thank you, Shogun, for recommending it to me and you know, actually forcing me to watch it. It blew me away. Um, I'll just do a few production notes and then we'll get into, I'll read out the... Uh, basic plot synopsis, and then we'll get into it. Um, now, uh, Ji Woon Kim, he is also known for A Tale of Two Sisters. That's a very popular horror film, ghost story slash psychological horror. Uh, that is, that's from 2003. Um, he also is known for The Good, The Bad, and The Weird, 2008. Um, how would you describe that film, Shogun? Because you've watched it now. Uh, like a 
best way to describe it, like a, like a Korean version of the Wild Bunch almost. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's so crazy. Um, did you really reckon it was Tarantino-esque, if not inspired, but in the same spirit, vein, etc.? Yeah, like uh, definitely shades of Tarantino, Peckinpah, shit like that. Beautiful. Uh, and Sergio Leone, like who yep. did the who, who was like the king of the spaghetti westerns. Absolutely beautifully put, and also um, straight up video games as well. Yeah, when he's swinging around um, above Bandit Town on the rope, just shooting people with the <laughs> shotgun and the cowboy outfit. That yeah. was this, this is a video game <laughs> sequence that I'm watching here. Yeah, it's pretty exceptional. He is South Korean as well. This is, I um, mean, I saw the devil was a very Korean film. All up genre wise, it's a revenge film. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is um, basically the epitome close to old boy of the epitome of South Korean revenge films, definitely, but we'll get into that. Um, the writers were Kim and Park Hu Jong. Sorry about my pronunciation there, South Koreans and everyone else is what it is. Um, now, why I say Kim is, become, is because Kim Ji-woon actually wrote the adaptation of Hoon Jung's screenplay. I'm not sure exactly what that means. Maybe this Hoon Jung uh, did the screenplay first and Kim Ji-woon came in and pepped it up. Um, now, it stars Lee, uh, Lee Bong-hun, who is actually in The Good, Bad, and The Weird. Actually, who that, was that? It, that was him with the uh, the one uh, really badass guy had the earrings and shit, right? Was that him? I think it was. I've only just clicked on this now because I did my notes, then I watched Good, Bad, and The Weird, and I've just come back to my notes now. And yeah, there you go. He he's good. He's a good actor. Absolutely. Yeah, he seems all right. Now the well. The idea of protagonist, antagonist, who's the hero, who's the villain is very ambiguous in this film, but we'll explain why. But for the sake of credits, uh, the antagonist, the bad guy in this film is played by Choi, uh, Choi Hinsik. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he's, the old, he's the old dude from Old Boy, old mate from Old Boy. Is he? Yes, 100%, mm. 100%, my man. Um, and he, uh, an old boy, um, if you don't know it, definitely watch it, directed by Park Chan-wook in 2003. Um, not just revenge films, if you just like cinema across the board, because that film, the way it's put together is exceptional. The plot's berserk. Uh, yeah, it's brilliant. Old boy's flipping brilliant. And this guy, Choi, uh, Choi Hin-sik, is absolutely um, incredible as well. He's theatre trained as well. He did a lot of theatre in Korea before he hit uh, films in his older, yeah. later days, which you can definitely tell, which you can definitely tell. Um, the music is by Maug, M-O-W-G, the score. First time I've ever heard of Maug, uh, yeah, but, no it, but, yeah, but it is good. Uh, location, it's just shot various places around South Korea, yeah, um, urban South Korea. Uh, a little bit of alternative versions here in terms of how this film is being censored around the place. Um, in Korea, 80 to 90 seconds were cut to receive an over 18 restricted rating. Um, now, 
and this is to just get the R18 rating, yeah? So it had to be cut even to get an R18 yeah. rating. I'm not sure what's above R18 in Korea. Triple uh, X something or other likened to that. Yeah, um, yeah um, including a dog and human, a uh, dog and human eating body parts. So there was a scene where a dog's been eaten, yeah? As well as a human, more, more uh, shall we say, humans being munched on. We'll get into that. <laughs> Uh, and a human body being mutilated. There's plenty of mutilation in this movie, so I don't know what that mutilation scene was they cut out, but Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was probably probably something real over the top. Yeah, yeah. Uh, without these cuts, it would not have received a video and mainstream theatrical release, so this was actually to get it out there. They had to make these cuts. Uh, in Germany, which was, this is interesting, 11 minutes had to be cut to receive an 18-plus rating, so actually it was more uh, more censored uh higher sense of censorship in germany there which surprises me when you think about some of their underground extreme films yeah yeah <laughs> um but an uncut version was approved by an independent legal committee yeah so Ooh. um so there is a, there are uncut versions of the, of them out there and i believe a friend of mine on facebook pointed it out to me the german version has about 20 more minutes in it so oh, it actually really? yeah so it gets to about two hours 40 minutes this is uh comes in at two hours 24 minutes we watched this on hulu yeah yeah um uh again australians vpn express vpn whatever it's the only way to go down here what else what else what else um music differences as well uh in terms of the different versions out there now, uh, in the Korean version, as opposed to international versions, the background music is emphasized and helps to define the film's def definite, uh, def uh, definite ending. Internationally, the background music is less emphasized, so the hero's crying voice is heard, uh, ending with a focus on the character. So you may, yeah, but we'll get to that, yeah. Which I just thought was interesting, the way different people perceive the point of this film from different countries. Okay, um, ratings and awards. I've got a Fangoria Chainsaw Awards nominee for Best Foreign Language Film and Best Actor for Choi Min-sik. That's his name there, now that I can read the writing here. Choi Min-sik is uh, the antagonist old mate from Old Boy's Name. Um, IMDb, it got a 7.8 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, 81%. Metacritic, 67 out of 100. So it's highly rated uh, by the critics, critics wherever you look at it. And, um, ba, 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 ba. and yeah, we'll just get into... Hold on. One moment, sorry. Done the streaming. Uh, I'll just cite my sources and then we'll get into it. IMD and Wikipedia as usual. Uh, I saw The Devil, a disturbing breakdown by Spooky Rice on YouTube. Uh, Mark Commode's review, which he didn't like very much. Mm. Um, How Revenge is Used in Korean Thrillers. This was by the channel Screened, which was really good on YouTube. Uh, what We Can Learn from Korean Horror, Screened Again. The Deadly Analysis po Podcast, that's episode 27. They do a really good breakdown of this film from different... Um, angles of thought as well different ways of looking at it both male and female um there was a really good uh angle thrown out there that this is a godzilla 
versus King Kong or versus Mothra style film. This in a way is an Asian monster film along those lines, yeah. But with humans rather than monsters, I can, which I, thought, I can see that parallel. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. And the violent cinema of pa uh, Park Chan Wook. Now that's the old boy guy. Um, this is by Spickamer Movies on YouTube. Check him out on YouTube there. He's fantastic. Shout out to Spickamer for your insight and help and advice in general doing this YouTube thing. Um, now, Park Chan-wook, he did Old Boy, which is part of a uh, thematically linked unofficial trilogy called the Revenge Trilogy. Uh, so it has Old Boy, Sympathy uh, for Mr. Vengeance and Lady Vengeance, I think is the name of the third one there. Um, I have, I've only seen Old Boy. I want to check out the other two because I'd like to do Old yeah, Boy. Yeah, I've heard of the other two. I've just never yeah. seen them. But um, really good insight uh, into how vengeance acts as a character unto itself. And the concept of vengeance is highlighted more than the human psychology and characterizations within these films, yeah? And so I thought it made sense with this film as well as vengeance rather than the humans is the main player, is the main focus. And the futility of vengeance and how it just fucks everyone over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now that you done said it, now, now that you said that, I'm, I'm looking at the movie in a completely different way now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's almost Shakespearean in that in that way. Yeah. Um, but the, okay. So people who haven't seen it, definitely check it out. But here's the basic. Um, this is a no spoilers as well. It's not going to be a big walkthrough today. Just trying different things out here. All right. When Ju Yun again pronunciation sorry has a flat tire on the snow this is the protagonist's uh, fiance that we see yeah. at the start of the film and uh we and we also see um the antagonists uh pulling up in his van as well but what i wanted to point out the angel wings on the rear view mirror yeah yeah yeah, for a movie called I Saw the Devil. I thought that was a yeah, fantastic little touch. But this is a lovely opening scene. It's almost the opening to a romantic comedy almost because the music, the score is all lilting and melodic and lovely. Beautiful <laughs> shot in the snow. Um, Juju Yon here is very cute and beautiful in a South Korean way, you know what I mean? But my God, does it change quickly? <laughs> yeah, it definitely, definitely takes a turn. Yeah. Now she's calling, uh, she has a flat tire in the snow, Ju Yon. She calls the tow truck to help her and calls her be beloved fiance, Kim, Kim Soo Hyun, who I'll call Kim from here on in, who is a secret agent to kill, who is a secret agent. Yeah. Uh, we get that kind of pitch idea at the start when you're looking at um, his suit and all his, uh, you know, workmates around him. Yeah. They're doing little things and watches and stuff, little secret coded messages. Uh, but he is a secret agent. Yep. And we discover that absolutely how um, skilled this dude is. Now, um, she's calling him up to kill time while she's waiting for the tow truck to arrive. Now, out of the blue, a man offers to help her and Ju Yon refuses in a very polite Korean way. But the man breaks her car, uh, tire iron, I think. Th no, he had a hammer. 
was, it was a hammer. Yeah, let's not forget that. Yes, because he's uh, very swift with the hammer, very adept with the hammer. Um, yeah, he comes up, asks her if she's okay, walks off. She notices that he hasn't driven off. I think she checks her phone or something, looks up, bang, hammer straight through the rearview mirror, and then just starts laying into her. Um, and but the man breaks her car, abducts her, and dismembers her body. Yes, so we go basically, it is that quick. Um, we go into his lair, yeah, which is like um, you go into it through bricks, a hole in a brick wall, which is like going through the gate into hell, yeah. Yeah, I can I can kind of see that metaphor. Yeah, I could I saw that as like going um the 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 gateway to the underworld protected by Hades, or as most people know as Hades, the Greek underworld. On Earth, there is a basic I think it's a hole in a hill or a hole in a mountain. You have to actually physically go through. This is very much what this shot is. And um and he's sitting there looking at her. Um He's feeling his skin, so your uh, skin's so soft. Uh, this is going to be easy. We automatically see that he's a complete creep and that he's done this before because he's very nonchalant about the whole thing. He's not getting worked up, breaking a sweat, really. Um, and then she says to her, uh, uh, Ju, Ju says uh, to, oh, do, 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 do. we haven't come across his name yet. What is, what is his yeah. name? I forget. Yeah, apologies, apologies. Uh, his name's Jang Kwong Chu. This is the bad guy, so we'll call him Jang. We've got Jang versus Kim. Okay, Jang bad, Kim good. Jew girlfriend, uh, victim. Um, Jew says to Jang, don't kill me, I'm pregnant. And then uh, what did you think of his reaction to this? You remember the reaction? Yeah, he just kind of looked at her like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, <laughs> and dot, dot, dot. And then clunk with the meat cleaver. He just chose, he just chosen out the worthy meat cleaver, suitable meat cleaver. Yeah. Bang, that's it. Um, except her ring, her engagement ring did fall off and go down to the grate. He tries to find it, can't find it. That comes into play later, later on. Okay. Uh, now her father who is a what does it say here yeah a retired chief of police um yeah this guy picked the wrong person the worst possible person to kill if you're gonna serial kill it yeah absolutely absolutely (laughs) yeah because not only is the uh, fiance a secret agent and then the father's an ex-police chief chief of police yeah (laughs) it was unfortunate there um but for before we get into uh the revenge uh how they found the body um like the kid finding the ear in the bay in the bay yeah What, what movie did that remind you of uh i've seen that a few times Oh, have you? Yeah, like, like, yeah, kid finding a body part. Yeah, like, I'm drawing a blank on it, but I'm pretty sure, like, I've seen it in a couple of different movies. But, uh, what? Which one were you talking? Blue Velvet, Finding the Ear. Yeah. Yeah, to spark off the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what it reminded me of, mostly. Um, and then they, um, so the kid finds a, a, kid's underneath a bridge. 
uh, Jang's obviously thrown the body into under, into the water from a bridge. You know, he's that fucking cavalier, doesn't give a fuck. Because um, he doesn't dispose of bodies in a very thorough manner. He just kind of no. just discards them. He does not give a fuck, this guy. That's the main thing about this villain. No fucks <laughs> are given. Um, the kids find an ear. A kid finds an ear in a bag, calls his friends over. Next second, the whole uh, South Korean police force is there uh, with a whole bunch of spectators. Uh, they find the head in the water. They put it into a cardboard box, a wet head into a cardboard box. Whilst they try and keeping the um, the dead body's father, ex-police of chief, uh, police of chief, chief of police, away from the crime scene, and then they drop the head on the ground for all to see, yeah, <laughs> everyone to see. And then there's just chaos and there's just Koreans running everywhere. <laughs> what did you, what do you think, what did you think of that? You watch a lot of action, crime, you know, movies and whatnot, yeah, what did just- you think? That that was like that was a, to me that was a real tongue in cheek moment and like uh, not even just Koreans like a lot of Asian movies are good with that like it'll like it'll be like a horror or action movie and they'll just mm-hmm. throw some, mm-hmm. uh, throw some uh, non sequitur ridiculous ridiculousness in there non sequitur ridiculousness very well put um, what I've discovered about this I'd, um, see if you agree is that the South Koreans and Asians, I would say, across the board as well, they have a distrust and uh, a lack of faith in the effectiveness of the police, of authority figures, etc. So they put those kind of scenes in there uh, to show them up as a form of parody and as a form of protest. These fuckers never help us with anything. This is how good they are at handling basic well, not basic, but, you know, crime situations which should be governed and orderly and done by the book. Instead, they're just dropping body parts everywhere for everyone to see. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I get where they're coming from. <laughs> I get where they're coming from. Okay, where are we up to? So, Kim, secret agent. Uh is shown the father, sorry, the father of the now deceased Jew, uh, who is retired chief of police, gives the data of the four prime suspects to Kim Soo Hyun. And Soo Hyun Kim asks two weeks off uh, to his chief, um, basically to grieve. Well, that's the pretense here that he's yeah. going to grieve. That is the kind of like the understanding. That's not his plan. Well, he's got, he'll, he's grieving. Yes. But he's not just sitting at home, what, you know, eating ice cream <laughs> and watching romantic comedies. No, yeah. he hunts the suspects down. Um, and this is where you get to, uh, the picture of what this guy's all about starts to be painted. Things unravel from here. Do you remember the first suspect? Oh yeah, like he catches up. Like, yeah, he has a real penchant for choking people. I noticed that mm-hmm. <laughs> throughout mm-hmm. the movie, he'll choke the shit out of you. But uh, yeah, he like it, uh, catches this guy uh, beating his meat, <laughs> <laughs> and then like you know gives him the quick interrogation. Uh, guy said, uh, shows him the crime scene photos, and that's like, do you remember this? And the guy's like, no, I don't remember. I don't remember. You know, he's shitting bricks, and. Uh, but uh, June believes him, and so he goes. He goes. Leave, leaves the room. You hear him rattle around. He comes back in with a fucking monkey wrench, just bashes this guy's balls. In. 
Ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then it's uh, like as a male spectator as well, it's like, Jesus Christ. This is where the pain, um, the painful viewing, the um, sympathy pains viewing this movie start to happen, definitely. And it starts with the monkey wrench across the nuts several times. Yeah. Um, but that's not Jang. That's not the bad guy. Um, so the next one, he um, goes to, uh, I forget, I, mean, I don't even know if it was said, the next suspect's name. It's a guy on a motorbike. who he Yeah, they, I don't think they ever said his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who he basically kicks, he stops via his car. I think he basically bowls him over in his car and then starts kicking the shit out of him in broad yep. daylight in public, pretty much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's just like, ba-bang, ba-bang. He comes home, he rips the picture off the he wall. <laughs> The third one, we never find out who the fourth suspect is, but it doesn't matter because the third one third is, one is Jang, the guy he's looking is, for. Is the guy he's looking for. Um, and he figures this out pretty quickly. Um, he goes to his parents' house, Jang's parents' house, saying he's an insurance policy dude, uh, basically, you know, um, looking after a case. Um, I think he says maybe that he's dead yeah to the parents and that he's um basically making sure that they are the parents so they can get the money which they're very interested in way yeah. more interested in uh the, the money, money than, than him than him yeah the parents you they don't like their son yeah well no the dad didn't the, the mom was the, if you remember the mom was kind of sticking up for him. a little bit yeah and then but yeah. then she saw the recent photo that's right it says why yeah, does he look like, so, he so scary yeah <laughs> absolutely um he da, 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 so he's discovered that jang kuang chu is the killer um yeah now um the whole thing behind uh kim's motive is modus operandi um which he said even before he knows who jang is um is that he wants to make him pay as feel as and feel as much pain as Jew his deceased fiance did. Yeah, that's the modus operandi of his revenge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, and so you're thinking this is just a straightforward kind of revenge action thriller. Um, until they first, we can skip there, until when they first meet up because Jang's going about his business. He's because, um, yeah, the good thing to point out, Jang's day job, he rides a school bus. Yeah. Wrong yeah, person yeah. to employ to ride, to be the driver of a school bus. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, and it's got angel wings, as, uh, as as we said at the top, angel wings on the rear view mirror. Yeah, this you know, this is the devil with angel wings <laughs> driving a school bus, taking these children home. Um, but uh, that's right, Kim... Our hero, air quotes, uh, has put a bugging device on the van uh, because he figured out, you know, this is the suspect. He, I think he went to his place as well um, and looked through the drawers, I think, at that stage. I'm not sure if I'm skipping ahead. Yeah, 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 he did. And then yep. I think that that's, what, that's also when he went down into uh, his murder hole and found the wedding ring. And he found the wedding ring as well. Thank you. Yep. And then he places the uh, the tracking device, the bug, on his van as well. Yeah. Now, and uh, in the drawers as well, it has 
female handbags, female shoes. Yeah. 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 Bras. yeah, yeah, yeah. His, his trophies, Jang's trophies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, back to Jang taking a whole bunch of school children home, all female after school, um, dropping them off. Uh, and then I think his bosses uh, are calling him on his phone. Yep. Um, and he's got, uh, and, he, and he clicks on, because Jang's not stupid either. The bad guy in this is not stupid. These are two yeah. very smart, dangerous individuals vying off against each other, uh, Kim and Jang. Um, and so he's figured out what's going on. He figured, like, um, they're on to me. That said, he takes uh, the last girl the student in the back asleep off to his uh, greenhouse lair. Yeah. Uh, basically another spot that he has another haunt to do these type of horrible things. Um, and he's basically, it seems to have reached an end of a tether at this point. Cause I don't know if he's done sexual assault up until this point. We don't see that. That is, he obviously chops body parts up. That's his, yeah. you know, that's his usual thing, but he's decided like, um, that the world's against him. He's had enough. This might be the end of the game. Why don't females like me without getting into too much bad language and what's yeah. <laughs> not. And, um, and then yeah, he did go real incel, didn't he? <laughs> he went really incel. Yeah. Um, and so you get what we're saying, what he's about to do to this uh, young schoolgirl. And um, yeah, and, we go, and it starts getting very uncomfortable. Uh, but Kim is behind. He's hearing this all through earpieces as well. Um, uh, uh, his headphones. And why he's doing that, because we left, I left that out, sorry. Um, from his secret agent buddies, the tech guy of the firm, whatever, has given him, given him a tracking... Uh, given him a tracking device he hasn't put it down his throat yet but i guess that's from the bug on the van he was able to hear what was going on as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah thank you but he does have a, a, a gsp locator that's it a gps yeah 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 thank you um but and so our hero stops uh basically any because uh, jang's about to rape this young girl yeah and yeah. Kim stops him just in time. And then they square off for the first fight scene. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's where he come, comes at him at the greenhouse. And again, uh, June like, snuffs him out with the um, plastic from the greenhouse. Yeah. 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 And this is, this is like 55 minutes into the film that um, the bad, the good guy has caught the bad guy, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, and what did you think of this first fight scene? You're a fan of action and fight scenes. How do you think this was played out? Uh, it, uh, this was a good, but, uh, it was, it was a good, fir- like a first fight scene. Cause you, do, like, you don't want to blow your whole load in the first, in the first mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Like, you knew, you knew, you knew he wasn't nobody these no one was gonna kill the other one in in this one, but it was like a good like a, it was like a good round one. Here's a message from the devil here playing around
I'm with you. I'm with you. Yep, yep, yep. No, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Um, um, and also up until this point, and certainly moments like this, um, the abduction scene at the start in Zhang's lair, this fight scene as well, you can really tell how good not only the camera work is, but also the lighting and colouring uh, of this film is absolutely fantastic as well. Um, Ji Wun knows how to do, he can direct his ass off and he has a fantastic technical crew creating uh, the mood and tone for these different environments as well. It's beautifully done. Uh, but this fight scene's cool. Um, he, what does he do to him at this stage in terms of disabling but not destroying him? Is it his arm uh, first? Yeah, he broke his arm. Yeah, like broke his arm. Like, mm. like snuffed him out, uh, broke his arm. And then, uh, yeah, he woke up in the car with a fucking wire of money. Yeah, it gives him a whole bunch of money, big envelope of cash. Uh, the girl's gotten out, she's gotten the hell out of Dodge at this stage as soon as they started fighting. Um, and yeah, he wakes up, looks at the money and says, he goes, what the hell, you crazy bastard. This is Jang about Kim. I should be dead, <laughs> not rewarded with cash, but you've given me a broken arm as well. So, and as a viewer, you're going, what the hell? That should have been, he should be in jail now. That's the revenge film over. Yeah. So this is a different type of revenge film. Yeah. And this is the first indication of that. Uh, well, I think anyway, the first indication definitely. Now, ba, 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 ba. now, Jang, um, he needs he needs a vehicle at this stage, and he gets a vehicle, and it's a taxi. What did you think of how he got this taxi? Oh yeah, that was that was a really cool scene because he's like, uh, like the ta taxi driver picks him up, and there's the guy in the back seat, and like you don't see it till about I think it's about halfway into the scene. Like he's he's pulling a knife and. Uh, and He's a killer too, so he's. I think he was getting ready to rob the uh, taxi driver before he picked the uh, picked our bad guy up. So then it was just like a, a knife fight in the, in a moving taxi. That yeah, was like that was that was a, that was a really good fight scene. I thought that was an amazing fight scene, and the way the camera basically circled around the whole cab as well to get a three sixty yeah. style coverage of it. Um, and the stabbing's really good. The way Jang was stabbing these guys, because a lot of action films, they stab once, maybe twice, and they're done. No, no, no. You got to keep no. stabbing. You got to keep stabbing and stabbing and stabbing and stabbing. And there's about 200 sta um, stabs within two minutes <laughs> in this sequence. Yeah, they yeah. were poking shit out of you. Yeah, you, they were all, it was a lot of squirting too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Jang discovers the actual taxi driver in the boot of the taxi. Yeah, so there was a couple of bandits, basically. Uh, they yeah. were wanting to do over Jang. Uh, again, he pulls out his uh, his tagline, his byline, his catchphrase, crazy bastards, and kind of smirks and almost admiration, yeah? Because he's <laughs> this whole movie's bad guy against bad guys, the point we're getting at here. There's no good guys. Um, there's different motivations and intent, but none of these people are pacifists doing things by the book whatsoever. Um, yeah. Um, and then if I'm not mistaken, he, we come to the cannibal house. Yeah. 
I this think, is I think, the, I think the cannibal was in the good, the bad, and the weird also. Was that him? Was that the weird, if you know what I'm I saying? Th- yeah, I think that was him. Fantastic. Oh, he's a great actor. Yeah, he's good too. Yeah. He's a great actor then, definitely. Because this cannibal guy, um, just setting up, setting up the location, setting up the scenario. It's a house out in the country and it's an estate. It's awesome. It's a manor, a mansion style house. Yeah. Um, no, was it? Yeah. I think it looked more like, it looked more like just like your basic cabin out in the woods to me. No, no, no. I remember he says to him, um, sleep wherever you want. We have many That's rooms. Like, yeah, true, 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 true. You're yeah. right. You're right. Yeah. Um, and what we have here is Jan coming along to a guy feeding, uh, are they pit bulls, pit bull terriers? It looked like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, basically. Yeah. Wild ass dogs. He's feeding them human flesh. Um, you discover that it is human flesh because when Jan comes up to meet his cannibal friend, um, uh, the reunion happens. They go inside. They're sitting down having dinner and the cannibal's just scooping up this red meat. And you can just tell that's that's not animal meat. That's not the <laughs> usual meal. No. <laughs> and Zhang starts asking him, um, don't you get sick of it? Like, that must be sending you crazy. Um, cannibal um, says, what did you just say to me? Is how dare you call me crazy? And then Zhang just gives him that cold, are you fucking kidding me look? <laughs> do you know who I am? You try to come at me, yeah. <laughs> come at me, bro. And then, and then it backs off. Well, whilst the girlfriend of the cannibal, who doesn't say a word, is just looking at these two, going, "When are they, when are they about to pop off?" Where, <laughs> yeah. What did you think of her character? It, like I don't like if we had if, if there was more time in the movie, I, I'd like to see more of their story because like. Was it a, mm. was it a sort of thing? Was like was she there willingly, or was or was she with the chick that that he had in the uh, shipping container? And it was more of a case of Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's good, that's good as well because because um, like, yeah. if like if you look at her, she looked scared, mm. but like she kind of looked like relaxed at the same time. You know what I mean? There was something dangerous about her as well, her yeah. presence. You know, she emanated a bit of danger herself. Um, my only gripe, small as it is with this movie, really, is that we didn't see her kick more ass, be more effective, be more of an obstacle for Kim, yeah, for the good guy yeah. to go against. That was my only gripe. It would have been great if she turned out to be a martial arts expert and her and Kim had to really square off against each other. Um just to basically balance out the whole females as victims versus the good guys as uh, demons slash angels, yeah? Yeah. But that's the only small gripe. But basically, um, Kim comes along because he's got the... Um, because also at the greenhouse, he's shoved the tracking device down Jang's throat, yeah? Yeah. So yeah. that's how... So he's tracking him... Um, physically wherever his Jag's body is he knows and he can hear everything that's been said through the headphones he comes to the cannibal's house um he stops the cannibal preparing a next meal yeah his because he has a whole bunch of girls and uh lock up down in the basement he has a freezer full of body parts this is one sick motherfucker yeah and he eats nothing but human meat that's what's the whole thing that's been given across 
everything implied and said. Um, and uh, Jag wakes up in the middle of the night. Um, he's becoming quite impressed by this guy because he understands that it's a cat and mouse game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he understands that every time Kim's going to fuck up Jang, he's going to fuck him up a little bit more, um, cut, uh, break his arm, slice his ankle, the tendons of his yeah. ankle. Oh, yeah, that was fucking, oh. Mm-hmm. I, that, that, that one gave me more of like a sympathy pains than the wrench to the balls. Yeah, um, and that's his like, MC. When he took, like, he, because he stuck it in there and then, like, pulled it yeah. out. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, he this didn't ha- just cut the tendon, he ripped that bitch. Absolutely, absolutely. That is a that is an altercation, a confrontation between Kim and Jang that happens before the Cannibal House as well. But we won't spoil everything. You got to watch this to see, you know, how this all plays out. This cat and mouse game, um, and then uh, he Kim he deals with the cannibals, and there. But Jang gets all, now. What does he do to Jang at this point? Um. There's the ankle, there's the arm break. I think, think you just beat the shit out of him <laughs> with the uh, it, with the uh, uh, mop handle or whatever it was. Yeah, that's right, in the hallway. Because, yeah, after he's dealt with the cannibal and the uh, cannibal's girlfriend. girlfriend in the hallway, then he starts, yeah, smacking him with the mop handle, <laughs> just but really beating him for quite a while. Yeah. Um, he beats the cannibal's head in with a hammer to the point of how the hell did you survive that? Yeah, there's a bit of that. There's a bit of, you know, it's not a realistic film in this in that way. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. This is... This, Either yeah. that or these guys are just really tough. Well, yeah, you know, just, humans are resilient. Humans are resilient. I'll say that. I'll say that. Um, how the cannibal and Jang know each other because they once went, wanted to set up a military style group to go against the government to fuck the yeah, world fuck, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that, that. That had some real uh, Leonard Lake and Charles Ang vibes. If you know, if you know who they are. No, can you get say in a nutshell? Uh, uh, serial killers in the eighties. Uh, they used to uh, like kidnap and um, murder women. They had like a uh, like a torture bunker. I wonder if that's a reference, if that was a working reference and influence for this film, possibly. Maybe. Because uh, Kim, uh, Kim Ji Wood is definitely influenced by Western cinema as well. You can see that in The Good, The Bad and The Weird. Yeah. 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 So, and if you're influenced by violent cinema, you're going to reference up some violent uh, activities in yeah. Yeah, the country that you're influenced by. Yeah. 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 Um, but the, so the chase, uh, so the chase continues, and um, now, ooh, how how do I do this without spoilers though, and saying how this ends? Um, okay, it gets to the point. We'll just what about we just leave it at the point where Jang, uh, he just um, he figures out that he has been monitored, that he's been bugged and listened to the whole time. And his next move to try and get Kim in checkmate is to hand him, is to basically deal to those closest to Kim and then hand himself into the police. So that way Kim can no longer play this cat and mouse game and cannot finalize the revenge. How about we leave it, leave it there? Yeah, all right, with that, that way we don't spoil it. That sounds yeah. good. Yeah, so we don't one spoil thing, it. Like, this movie, the one thing, one takeaway from this movie is uh, it reminds me of uh, 
this thing in a uh, Punisher comic. I get it's not really a prelude, but it was just like a quote on the uh, opening page. It says, uh, "Beware the beware the vengeance of a patient man." Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, yeah, Kim is an interesting character because this is definitely a strange way to do, a different way than we're used to seeing. Um, because it's very hard to side with Kim the whole time because the more he plays this cat and mouse game, the more of a monster like the monster he's chasing he becomes yeah? yeah that's the whole point of it yeah yeah uh and uh now it goes back to the title when it's like like who's he to, who's he talking about when he says i saw the devil is he talking about the guy he's chasing or is he looking in the mirror precisely precisely and it comes from the whole nietzsche quote you know yeah um, if you stare into the abyss stare too long in the abyss eventually the abyss stares back at you and be careful if you chase monsters, least lest you become a monster yourself, paraphrasing, but that's the gist of it, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so it's playing on that, definitely, um, working on that whole dichotomy. Um, I just want to read this bit out here. It's a quote from Korea, um, the screened YouTube uh, video that I watched that talks about the Korean the cultural concept of Hun, which is H-A-N. Have you heard of Hun? No. What's okay, this, this is a quote by uh, Su Nam Dong. Now, Hun is, Hun is a feeling of unresolved resentment against injustices suffered, a sense of helplessness because of the overwhelming odds against one, a feeling of acute pain in one's guts and bowels, making the whole body writhe and squirm, and an obstinate urge to take revenge to right the wrong. That mm. is a feeling, there's this a cultural concept of South Korea, that, as I talked about, um, the lack of faith and distrust and a lot of the time just playing up hatred towards the police and figures of authority um, in South Korea. South Korea has a lot of, had a lot of oppression, a lot of colonialism, a lot of, yeah. um, you know what I mean, being fucked over by other countries, by their own country, by those in power in their own country. Um, and the, that's why like I'm um, with Park Chan-wook's Revenge Trilogy and this film, why the protagonists, why those wanting to seek revenge go so far and so extreme. And also why there's so much sadness and melancholy and melodrama to it all. If we think about the ending of this as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and that's 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 the kind of cultural impetus. That's the kind of cultural experience that fuels these films. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, like that actually, like yeah, that actually like it puts a really good bow on it. It does. I was really impressed. Thank you, screened whoever you may be for um, pointing that out to me, because it does make sense with these films as well. And when Spikama was talking about how revenge is on a higher tier of characterization, how you focus not on the good or the bad guy or the everyman, you actually focus more on the concept of revenge itself. So that's why they're not 
characters as we see Western films who go into an exposition that is a bunch of, you know, blah, 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 blah. They came from here. They did this growing up. This is why they think this way. That is omitted or eclipsed to focus on the actions of revenge itself so we can recognize the futility of it all at the end. That's the general gist. Which um, makes a lot more sense when you watch these films, because there is an yeah. odd hybrid of genre styles. You'll have you'll have mad violence and then crazy comedic goofy scenes. Then people are crying in the rain to kind of cheesy anime songs and stuff, <laughs> all meshed together. <laughs> and that's to make it jarring, so you can't just sit there and just go, "I'm with okay. him, I'm with her." If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think is very cool. Um, but yeah, what, what do you think of this film in general, Shogun? What are your feelings uh, on it? Mate, I, when I watched it today, this was the first time I watched it in a, in a few years, but I love it. But I, like, I, forgot, I forgot how much I, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed this movie. Like, yeah, it's, like I, I highly recommend it. Like, <laughs> like, if, it, like if, any, if, anybody, if anybody is asking me for a, a, a fucked up movie, I I'll I'll say this one before I'll say uh, a Serbian film. Oh yeah, oh it's a much better film, a much better yeah. film, and um, yeah, will I ever do this a Serbian film on the cinema salon? I don't know. What do you reckon? I told you, I told you, I'll do. I I'll I'll, I'll run through it again uh, to do it with you. I'm I'm sure I can find some funny in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'd have to make it as lighthearted as possible because that film is fucked. But <laughs> this is the cinema salon. We talk about sinful films and the use of sin in films. And my goodness, <laughs> yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so with your general thoughts there, thank you for that. My general thoughts is, yes, I did love this as well. It's an epic, sprawling action film presented in a completely different way that you're not used to and it makes you think about the concept of revenge um and how that over how that affects everybody not just those affected um and or not uh, but also how it just affects a culture at large there you go um what would you how would you rate this out of seven my flowers of evil fleur de mal rating uh, why, uh, what, what would you rate it out of seven and why? Just quickly. I'll give it a. I'll give it a. I'll give it a six out of seven. Nice. And like, and that's just because I'm. I have to sit. I have to sit down and exact to really think about why. Why does not a perfect seven? But I'm sure there's something. Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. Like, it's, it's it's really hard to make a perfect movie. It is. I agree with this that. Is, this is this is this is it's flirting with it. Okay. Maybe maybe like you said, like a little more fleshing out of the girlfriend character. Yeah. And also, yeah. and never mind the fact that they still left the one. There's still uh, one serial killer running around. <laughs> <laughs> there is that, isn't there? There is that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, could maybe a little bit more closer attention to detail and the filling out of other characters, just a bit more to heighten the relationship between air quotes, the good and the bad. Uh, yeah. The good and the like, bad. All, all we really know is that they, like uh, when uh, the chief was giving him the rundown, when he was handing him the files, he just said these four were accused of similar crimes. Yeah. That, that's all they really, that's, that's all the background we really got. 
That's a really good point, actually. It could have, it could have just been, uh, you know, like I, just like a, like if where I'm making the movie, like as he's working his working his way through the list, it'd have been like, okay, this guy John Doe, blah 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 blah. blah. You, you know, just give a quick rundown of what a piece of shit he is. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah, because that's maybe the one thing is that maybe uh, the director is just a, maybe a bit too in love with the concept of the film oh, rather than the film itself, if that makes sense. I get what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not it's not a diss, it's not yeah, shade, because it, it's, it's, still, it's still exceptional. Yeah, it's still, it's still a great movie. Like, <laughs> he, he, did, he did his thing, but that, like, yeah, like, that's... And, like, that, like my reason, could, I even admit it could just be me me being a nitpicky asshole <laughs> but uh, no but, not at all yeah. not at all it's but that's what we're doing we're critiquing but yeah six, yeah I, yeah i definitely give it a, a six and a half out of seven fantastic six and a half Ooh, close close um i will give it a six out of seven um f- main reason being for i would I wanted to see more of the cannibal Cannibal's girlfriend, because we don't even hear her name. We don't even know her name here. Um, her character as well. More fleshing out of the female characters as opposed to the male characters. Uh, because if you're looking at vengeance as supersede, the concept of vengeance superseding over human psychology, you want to get a balanced view of the human psychology to show how vengeance affects everyone, not just the males in the society. If that makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's for, for that reason, in particular for this moment, um, I will give it a six out of seven. But six out of seven, Fleur de Miles is still very high because just in terms of the execution, the way this film is plays out in terms of performance, yeah. technicality, the way it's shot, the way it's lit, as well, um, it's 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 high class. You know, it is a high class film. And the violence is exceptional. <laughs> yeah, it's, like it's really well done. <laughs> yeah, the violence is exceptionally well done. Like it's okay. it's gore it's gory without being cartoonish. Yeah, oh, you, you feel it when you watch these scenes, these fight <laughs> and kill scenes. You feel it in your bones and in your nads and your nuts there at certain points, definitely. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. Now. The sin scale. This is where we run through the seven deadly sins to see which sins I saw the devil by Kim Ji Woon 2011, 2010, 2011. Um, See how it fares. Now, the only other, the only film that has, uh, what's the highest one at the moment? Memory serves well. It is, is it, hold on. Let me just check that for one moment. Because I'm not sure if one has seven out of seven yet. Hold on, give me a sec. Satan, Satan, Satan. Yeah, butthole surfers in that song where it just goes Satan, (laughs) Satan. Here we go. Um, Okay, we'll do we'll do do a little recap for the cineasts out there. Episode one: Cannibal Holocaust. Sin scale of five out of seven. Episode two: Romper Stomper. Seven out of seven sins demonstrated in that film. Um, In episode three, which was Blue Ruin, 
two. So the competition <laughs> on, on the sin scale is Romper Stomper leading the pact. Those bonehead bastards. Seven out of seven. So can't, what, how will I saw the devil fair? We are starting off with vainglory or pride. What do you reckon, Shogun? Uh, yeah, because uh, our bad guy definitely like, he's he's a prideful dude. Like that whole like how many times did he tell? Do you know who I am? Yes, yes, yeah, that's it, that's it. Yeah, definitely. Um, because the other guy is still having some thoughts of what the hell am I doing, uh, yeah. Kim, at certain points, and. Uh, the victim's father calls him up and says, maybe we should stop this now. But uh, because of another sin, which we'll get to at the end, because it's all over the shop in this film, he keeps on going. Yeah, yeah. He's driven almost by something outside of his control at that point. The other guy is, how dare you fuck with me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. So you're right there, Shogun. Pride is a check for pride. Greed or covetousness? Greed. Uh Definitely, because that's why, uh, that's why uh, I always forget the bad guy's name. Like, he was covered in the, uh, the girl on the bus. Hmm. Like, that's what, you know, go, like, going back to Silence of the Lambs, that's what serial killers do. They covet. Yeah, okay. I'm with you. Yeah, no, no, I'm with you, actually. And this was based on his whole incel psychology as well, his old, yeah, yeah his incel rage. Yeah, yeah. So yes, I'll give you that. That's two. Um, <laughs> all right. Lust or an audit, inordinate or illicit sexual desire. <gasps> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we think of the couple of scenes, not just the uh, the, the the greenhouse, but in the doctor's office. Yeah, with yeah. the nurse. Yeah. Definite lust. Ah, this so it's three out of three. Envy for number four. Hmm. Mm. I don't think there is. I don't think there is any no. in this movie at all. No, no. Neither of them, Kim and Jang, good and bad, don't like each other. It's no. not that they want to be each other. Yeah, he didn't. He like he he didn't kill his pregnant girlfriend because he wanted a pregnant girlfriend. No, no, no. Nah. And he had no real beef with the secret agent force of Korea nope. and wanted to be one of them or anything in his past. Nah. Anything like that. Kim definitely didn't want to be a school bus driver. So no, nah, no, nah, nah, it's not envy. There's no envy. Okay. Gluttony, <laughs> which is usually yeah. understood to include drunkenness. <laughs> uh, cannibal eating of human flesh. I mean, that says it all. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yep. Slurping. He's going in on that shit too. <laughs> slurping it down. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Wrath. Uh, wrath no. or anger yeah this whole movie is wrath wrath <laughs> personified wrath yeah, epitomized absolutely this is the whole impetus motivation fuel behind the cat and mouse game starting off with kim the good guy going out for revenge and then jang saying oh that's amusing that's an amusing game respect but how dare you fuck with me i'm coming for you now yeah yeah absolutely wrath out the yayo um sloth number seven not really everybody was pretty fucking active 
just lost my vape head on that one. Um, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Everyone's very active, very motivated, uh, be it uh, in terms of seeking revenge um, or just uh, preparing their next meal. <laughs> no slothful behavior whatsoever. So, Kim G, Kim, names, names, names. G Woon Kim. G Woon Kim's I Saw the Devil of 2010 gets a six out of seven on the, yeah. No, five out of seven, because there's no way to slot. Five out of seven up there with Cannibal Holocaust on the Sin scale. Interesting, interesting. So, all right. Um, yeah, um, I recommend watching in tandem in concert, whatever, with this film is Park Chan Wook's Chan Park Wook, whatever, his revenge trilogy, Old Boy and the Two Vengeance films. Anything else you want to throw out that people should watch along with these companion viewing there, um, Shogun? Um, no, nothing I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, nah, no problem. Right. No, all good. All good. I got nothing. Um, <laughs> Uh, what, what a quick shout outs there. Uh, shout out Man Bites Pod, Man Bites Pod. Uh, no one likes this podcast. Uh, Ollie from Cuckoo Entertainment just did a great interview with him, which is up on the Cinema Salon channel. Follow me up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter if you want, uh, and on YouTube as well. Uh, you know, just building this up from the ground. Yeah, <laughs> and all that Drake nonsense. Um, Shogun, any final words? Uh, thoughts? Yeah, thanks for, thanks yes. for having me on. I definitely, definitely look forward to coming back. Absolutely. Um, keep the fine recommendations coming. Certainly, definitely have you back, of course, good sir. Um, keep an eye on both of us in the future as well. We have things bubbling. And I think that the doors of the Cinema Salon are now closed. And that is a wrap on I Saw the Devil. Thank you, Shogun. Fade to black.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.